When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday, August 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the uh, Indians got Mike Clevenger back, and after about an inning or two, he was the Mike Clevenger that they would expected all season long. Yeah, he, you know, he, he gives up the leadoff home run to uh, Max Kepler, kind of, you know, channels uh, his inner uh, Trevor Bauer, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he, then he gives up another run in the second. Uh, you're wondering, you know, do we have the picket fence going here? And uh, and then he, you know, kind of clicks in here. And um, he said, you know, instead of – I, I thought what he said was interesting. He goes, you know, I felt like the old me, not just the the me pretending to be me. He said he kind of got into it. His mechanics clicked in. He wasn't worried about his knee. And uh, he gave the Indians six solid innings. And uh, game – well, he left with the lead. He left with uh, a, a 2-1 lead. Or, yeah, 2-1 lead. Three, or a 3-2 three, two, three, two lead. Two lead. Yeah. yeah, Jose Ramirez hits a three-run homer. Uh, and then they string together three runs in the, what, uh, sixth, seventh inning? where they uh, Eighth inning. Eighth inning. Eighth inning. They string together some runs, you know, help the bullpen out. Again, the bullpen was, was amazing. Again, Oliver Perez, uh, you know, gave up a run to tie it. But – I, I think uh, you've got to look at what the bullpen has done as a whole. Phil Maton comes in, uh, strikes out, uh, I, I believe, Nelson Cruz. And it, it's, uh, uh, you know, just another performance uh, by that group of guys who's completely unheralded at the time. I think they're ranked third in all of baseball in bullpen ERA. And, uh, you know, that's been huge and completely unexpected this year. Yeah, I mean, Oliver Perez, you know, blows the save, but that, that was only the second earned run he's allowed in, in 13 outings, Joe. I mean, the guy has been, he's been like, he's 38 years old and he, I think he's getting better, not, you know, not older. He's, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, this is the first time that, that the three batter rule maybe caught him a little bit because he's pitched through that a number of times earlier this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, that uh, Jake Cave got him left-hander with that little bloop uh, mm-hmm. to right field um, over the uh, drawn-in infield. I think if they're playing at regular depth, you know, uh, uh, Hernandez probably catches that ball. Um, but uh, and then, like you said, Maton has been a revelation this year. You know, his his, his velocity has ticked up. He's he's got great movement. 
He did a lot of work uh, early in, in uh, at Goodyear. He came in during the during the off season and kind of redid his mechanics. Nine in, in the, I think it's nine for nine or eight for eight in safe situations. I mean, right. you know, a shaky start, yes, but uh, you know, he this is two days in a row. To, you know, saves back to back days, and uh, he he's pitched well. Yeah, and you, you can definitely tell a difference in Brad Hand. He looks a lot more comfortable out there on the mound uh, in, in the ninth inning the last two nights. Uh, it, I mean, the velocity is still lower than it was at, at, at any point last season, but he's he looks like he's in command of everything. And even with, uh, you know, not having, you know, 93, 94, 95 on his fastball, he's still effective and, and able to, get guys out uh you know spotting his fastball and, and and working in a slider yeah and uh you know they did so they tweaked his delivery a little bit and they got some sharper movement on on the slider like you were saying and he's i don't know how much he's thrown his curveball but he said he was kind of breaking that out or bringing it back this year so we'll have to see on that but he's been he just looks like you were saying he looks confident again and more co- and, and more comfortable on the mound and when he comes in, it's not you know like a nine alarm fire, so it's uh, it's, right. it's interesting. And he and he was pitching at the bottom of the lineup too, so that yeah, that helped the break too. Uh, I, I guess the theme of the night for the Indians though was sort of turn the page, and and that was that was really what they were able to do. How impressed were you that they were able to reintegrate Clevenger into the clubhouse? And you know it, it might not have all been uh, sunshine, hugs, and puppy dogs, but. Uh, he was able to be effective and have the guys behind him, uh, you know, come through and, and win a ball game. Yeah, I, you know, I thought, uh, you know, we got to talk to uh, Naquin and, and Greg Allen after the game, and they both said, "Hey, you know, this it's time to win ball games. It's time to move on. We know we're going to get, you know, a, a good effort from Clevenger every time he goes out there, uh, and we're professionals, so let's move on and." I thought um, I thought Clevenger was really open in his uh, you know in his uh, interview session with the media. Uh, didn't dodge too many questions, except I'm still wondering how he got caught, Joe. Yeah, that's that's like the the, the silver bullet or the magic bullet, right? <laughs> what what exactly happened? So he didn't tell he didn't tell us that, but he but you know he kind of he owned it, you know, and that's the only thing you can do in that situation. And I think he really. It, it was really driven home to him that just how disappointed his teammates were. And, and he said, you know, I'm still walking a tightrope here. I'm still trying to earn their trust back. Right. That, that, that tightrope comment was the, the one that I was going to uh, bring up and mention. He, he, he knows that he's being held to a higher standard now and that uh, that's the way it should be. He said, you know, if he didn't come into the, the dugout and, and hoot and holler and, and uh, you know, sort of uh, join in uh, any sort of, uh, you know, energizing sort of moment or anything like that, because he knew that 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 didn't feel like the the time or place to do that. Just come in, do your job, and and be that way. But uh, you know, if if Mike Clevenger comes in and and is Mike Clevenger, then that's going to get him back in the good graces of these these players a lot faster and 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 make him uh, a lot more accepted. Now, uh, you you did ask if it felt like a showcase. And uh, I found his intru- his his answer was was you know pretty short and to the point. He's like, no, I, I feel like I'm a I'm a Cleveland Indians player, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stay that way. 
Yeah, he wa- he says his goal is to win a win a World Series ring for the tribe. Uh, he wasn't thinking about uh, this being a showcase, but you know, in the back of his mind, he had to be. Uh, you know, that's that's just being a professional as well. Um, and uh, it it puts you know, this is a win win for Antonetti and the front office. They can keep Clevenger and have makes it makes a rotation even better, a strong rotation better, or maybe they can uh, they can deal him. Um, and uh, get an outfielder, get a, get a bat to help this offense. Um, you know, I was looking, the Indians had some great numbers um, uh, in, in their notes yesterday that uh, after the first, uh, how many games have we played, 30? 31, I believe. Yeah, after the first 30 games last year, they were hitting like 212. Oh, and wow. After the th- first 30 games this year, they're hitting 213. You know, so the, the, the starts are very, very similar here. And the Indians won 93 games last year. The offense finally came around. So I'm wondering, you know, do, do you weigh that? Do you, do, you, uh, do you wait for this offense to come around? I mean, is there, what's the difference between last year and this year? Is there, is there one guy missing? I, um, I mean, it, it, it's a, it, the, the difference between the last year and this year is you know that in 29 more games, the, the, the playoffs are going to start. So you, you've got you've to gotta really be – you know, yeah, and that, that changes the whole dynamic. The whole dynamic. Yeah, it does. Uh, Francisco Lindor, though, uh, his, his comments after the game on uh, Tuesday said, or, I'm sorry, on uh, Wednesday's game, he, he said, uh, he, his response was, he's like, Michael Brantley told him, if you're a, two, if you're a, a 280 hitter, you're going to hit 280. If you're a 220 hitter, you're going to hit 220. If you're a 200 hitter, 200 hitters always hit 200. So even if the, the numbers are look inflated or look low, uh, you know, one way or another, you're going to get to your numbers. And, and that's, uh, you know, a piece of advice that, that Michael Brantley gave him. So. Yeah, but you said, like you said, Joe, that's, that's over 162 games. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, we, this is a they've different. got 29 games left here. All right. Well, let's uh, speaking of 29 games left. Uh, how, do you feel about the Indians at this halfway point? Uh, you know, the, the record is what, uh, was it 19 and 13 or? They're, they're 19 and 19 12. And 12. 19 and 12 through 31 games, uh, sitting a half game back of Minnesota in second place, but also a half game back of Minnesota is the Chicago White Sox. They have really sort of come on strong offensively. Uh, lately, they've been hitting home runs all over the place. Uh, almost so almost looking offensively like the the twins of last year with their their home run pace. Uh, what's your uh, feeling about the the way the race is shaping up and and how things are going to head down the stretch? I think this is going to be a great race, Joe. In, in the AL Central, I mean, you look. I mean, this is the best. This is the best division in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. The most interesting. Um, and uh, like you said, the the White Sox are leading the American League in home runs. They've hit like over fifty home runs already. I mean, Encarnacion's back. Abreu is, you know, had a been dipped in the fountain of youth. It seems like uh, all those guys. Uh, you know, who's a kid that from Cuba? Their center, Luis uh, Robert is. Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez are both, uh, you know, both tearing the cover off the ball. And, and Tim Anderson, you can't forget Tim yeah. Anderson. He's he's a, a nightmare right now. And he, you know, AL batting champ last year, and it looks right. like he could do it again this year. Uh, twins are kind of beat up. You know, they lost Kepler last night. Uh, they're without uh, J- uh, Josh Donaldson. 
you know, so, you know, you don't know what's going to happen there with them. Uh, they're on a 10 game trip, their longest trip of the season. So that, that's going to be interesting. And I think the Indians, you know, I think the return of Clevenger has, uh, has put them in a good spot. You've got Plesak waiting. If uh, Carrasco, uh, you know, stumbles or Tristan, or they decide Tristan McKenzie needs some more uh, seasoning and um, the offense slowly but surely is coming around and, you know, and that's why this trade deadline looms so big. But I think this is going to be a great race. Three teams within a half game of each other. And you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and it might come down to whether or not the Indians can 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 acquire a player now uh, to insert in the lineup, uh, to get a bat <clears throat> to the, the, the bottom half of that lineup that, that makes a difference, that length, lengthens that lineup out. Uh, it, that might be the what, what decides the race right there. Yeah, and I think a key player emerging right now is is Naquin. You know, mm-hmm. Naquin's he's hot. I think you almost have to play him every day right now, don't you, Joe? That that was uh, that's been my my feeling since he came back. And you know, he's he's always you know hit decent against left-handers. So I, I don't think you you can you can do the whole platoon thing with him him and, and Luplo. I think you've got to put him out there pretty much every day, no matter who the Indians are facing. I mean, he, he got the big double. He's, you know, he, he drove in the go-ahead run last night. With a, he took Sergio Romo the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses the opposite field probably better than anybody on that team, any hitter on that team. Right, and that was, well, that was part of his approach, too, was he, he knew he was going to be getting the off-speed pitch, and he knew all he had to do was sit back. <clears throat> he said, the, the harder you swing at that guy, the, the more you play right into his hands. So why not just sit back, take what he's giving you, drive it the other way, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the big thing with him is health. You know, you, mm-hmm. you just don't – maybe they don't want to run him out there every day because, they, you know, they've seen what happens to him. But I think 29 games, let's go. Give him right field and, and see what he can do. All right. Uh, all right. Well, we need to, uh, to stop here and, and mention uh, the situation that's going on, uh, not just in Major League Baseball, but throughout sports, uh, spearheaded sort of by the Milwaukee Bucks and their – uh, walkout uh, last night before their scheduled game against, uh, uh, or I believe it was in Orlando. Um, it was a playoff game, and it was game five of their playoff series. And they said, "No, nope, we're not going to play." Uh, as a as a form of protest, uh, they boycotted the game uh, based on the shooting of an unarmed black man in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, Jacob Blake, and. Uh, it's it's just a, a another piece to this sort of uh, you know crazy social puzzle that's going on uh, in in the country, you know, ignited by the George Floyd uh, killing in Minnesota back in May, and the protests that followed. Uh, folks are feeling like nothing's getting done and nothing's getting accomplished, and right now, uh, black athletes uh, around the country. Uh, athletes in general are stopping and saying, look, uh, you know, something needs to change. Otherwise, we're not going to be out there playing because playing sports isn't important if people are getting shot for no reason and, and murdered uh, by police. And that that's the situation right now. The Indians uh, were not one of the teams that sort of found out uh, in time or ahead of time enough to, to stop their game or to protest. But, but you kind of think that uh, along with the Reds and the Brewers and the Padres and Mariners and I believe Dodgers and, 
and uh, Giants. Those were the, the, the three games that were suspended last night. Uh, you, you kind of believe that if the Indians had found out, they might have uh, suspended their game as well. Yeah, I think so, Joe. Uh, you know, Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff, his front office has been at the forefront of this movement. You know, it started at the uh, in June. Antonetti was one of the uh, organizers of the uh, all the baseball executives uh, donating to uh, 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 social uh, uh, rights groups, and uh, you know the. Uh, uh, United We Stand, uh, the, that approach. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and United We Stand at the draft when they all, you know, showed the, the uh, placards. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, they're very, you know, I think this is, you know, just from talking to Antonetti, you know, they, they, he wants to take the Indians into a, uh, a stronger social stance in the city. It started, you know, it, it is obviously the name change is part of that. And, uh, and you know, going to minorities and, and uh, you know, standing up for them, helping them is, is another part of it. So I think this is, um, you know, if they, if, uh, I just think if they would have found out soon enough, they, they probably would have joined that. Right. The, uh, the Indians, Browns, and Cavaliers uh, today announced a coalition between the three organizations uh, spearheaded by uh, Antonetti, uh, Kobe Altman, the Cavs GM, and uh, Andrew Barry, the, the Browns GM. Uh, those guys are all getting together and putting together action plans just related to Northeast Ohio and the city of Cleveland in terms of what they can do uh, to affect change legislatively uh, with with you know, police policies and uh, th those sort of aspects because they want to be able to turn back to their, their team and their players and say, look, we're not just sitting by uh, as an organization. We're trying to do as much as we can, uh, not just to help you specifically, the players, but everybody in the community, all the fans and, and all the people who support you. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a huge step is, is, is a, you know, immediately this happened last night and already we've got this announcement uh, from the three organizations that they've, they've put together this, this uh, coalition and that they're going to be seeking uh, some sort of changes, uh, some sort of visible uh, difference in the community. And, and that's, uh, you know, an, an immediate and direct response. We had Greg Allen last night uh, speaking to us while wearing a, a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, one that said, end racism. And he spoke, you know, passionately uh, to reporters after the game last night saying, you know, I, I know it's, it's going to take time, but, you know, we need to see some movement here. We need to see some change. And that he said he still has hope that as athletes, they can affect that change. And, you know, that's, that, that's certainly true. I think uh, that it's good to see uh, these, these young men using their platform and using their, their ability to try and make this change, uh, you know, right now it's now's the time to do it yeah this is their uh, rosa parks moment this is their uh you know tommy smith john carlos moment at the uh at the um, uh, mexico olympics uh this is uh this is the time for them and uh and i i'm i'm proud of them i really am i i think this is the way to do it this is the way to you want to you want to make an impression on america you mm -hmm. want to change the course of america 
get your pro professional athletes to just say no. You know, there's something more important than our games going on here. Right. Well, we saw, uh, you know, early on in this this whole protest movement, how uh, that uh, the the young man's name uh, escapes me. He's the running back from Mississippi State, and he refused to, uh, you know, participate in any uh, college football activities until Mississippi changed their their state flag. And within 24 hours, the Mississippi State Legislature had met and voted to to remove the the Confederate emblem from their flag. Uh, that's one kid, one 19-year-old kid who made a change that was symbolic, but still pretty significant. It's tangible. Their, their flag looks different today because one college football player said, I'm not going to play until, uh, you know, you change your, your flag. Now, granted, that was the, uh, the SEC's leading rusher from last year. <laughs> and the folks in, in the SEC take their college football rather seriously. So I think maybe if you saw a college football team walk out, if you saw Alabama, you know, join together and, and sort of walk out on a, on a football game, that might affect a little more change uh, significantly in that regard. But, but who knows, maybe those kinds of protests are, are coming. And this was all sparked by the Milwaukee Bucks and, and their, uh, their refusal to play on Wednesday night. Definitely, right. Joe. It's, it's, the times are changing, I think. Well, and that's, that's definitely a change that we can go for. All right, Hoinze, uh, the Indians off on Thursday. Tristan McKenzie getting the start Friday night in St. Louis. Uh, looking forward to that, uh, just for uh, the opportunity to see Tristan McKenzie pitch again. Uh, if, if we're going by what Aaron Savali, Zach Plesak, Shane Bieber all did in their second starts, uh, after their debuts, uh, we've actually got uh, something to be excited about. All of those guys went at least five and two thirds innings. Uh, I think, uh, I think, please, Bieber. Bieber was the shortest, five and two thirds innings. Uh, police and Savali each went like seven and six innings. Uh, one run each, one earned run each, one walk each, and seven strikeouts for all three of those pitchers in their second, uh, their second outing. So. Would you take that for uh, a second go around for McKenzie tomorrow? Definitely, I would take that. And he he throws harder than any of those guys. And I'm I'm really fired up to watch watch McKenzie face the Cardinals on Friday night. I think he he showed so much poise uh, in uh, against the Tigers. I think uh, it, it's really going to be fun. And and if he pitches well, Joe, what do these guys do? Do they keep him in the rotation or what? I don't know, man. Do you move Carl, uh, Carlos Carrasco to the bullpen? It that is it, what a problem to have. Yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, an embarrassment of riches right now. All right, Hoynes, we'll look forward to the game on Friday and talk to you again uh, tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.